Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to talk with you all about how we are His. So I've been asking the Lord to give me a greater revelation of how much He loves me. And you know, I've talked about this many times in previous podcasts, but it's so important that every single day we press in for a deeper revelation of how much God loves us. You know, let us never think that we've graduated from understanding what Jesus did on the cross for us. I would encourage you to ask the Lord. God even says in his word, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. You know, So I wanna encourage you to come in with the Lord pressing in hungry. Many times I feel like we can be asking God for things, but then we're like, yeah, maybe God will show me that revelation by the end of this year. And of course, you know, God may be taking you deeper and deeper throughout the year, but in the moment of your secret place, really press in for revelation, like wait on the Lord for God to speak. And he speaks in so many different ways. It may be through the scripture, it may be through vision, it may be something that you just feel in your heart, or he might remind you of things, but whatever that is, press in because the Lord is a real person. Right, my prayer from you know you listening to these podcasts is that you would be encouraged that you can find God real in your everyday life. Right, Jesus says in Matthew that he is in the secret place, that when we seek him, we will find him, when we seek him with all our heart, that's in Jeremiah. And so let us come to God with faith and expectancy that he's here, that he wants to speak to you. You know, but going back to my point, I was asking the Lord, God, give me a greater revelation of how much you love me. And the Lord immediately gave me a vision of him on the cross. And he was there, hung on a cross. And he said, Gabby, I died for you. And the moment he said that, it just hit me. Like, I just felt like revelation just got downloaded. That like, Jesus, like, you died on the cross for me. You know, when you think about it, God could have just completely destroyed us and like made, you know, a new humanity, right? But instead of just committing, you know, completely dismissing us. He said, I want to die for you because I want you. And the Lord gave me this analogy. Like, you know, when you have a lot of kids, let's say, you know, you have five kids, right? When you lose one, you're not thinking, oh, I can just get another kid, you know, and I'll be fine. Like that one child is irreplaceable. So understand that you are irreplaceable in the Lord's eyes. That when he died on the cross, he died for you in mind. And it's crazy, guys, because I hear people say that all the time, like, Jesus died for you. But in that moment of me asking the Lord, like, it finally hit me. Like, the revelation finally just awakened my heart. That, God, you died on the cross for me, right? Gabrielle Santiago, like, me specifically. And to know that I'm irreplaceable. You know, God doesn't see us as like, oh, you're just one human being. I can make someone else. There's a million people in this world. Like, no, like you are so special to the Lord, right? He wants you. Yes, he could completely dismiss you, create new people, or just be with the other people that exist in this world, but he wants to be with you. And I really pray that as you listen to this message, that this revelation that we are his would really hit your heart, that you would start seeing how valuable you are to the most high God. Because when we understand how much God loves us, we become so filled with the fullness of God, right? We become filled with his love, which means we get to be filled with the fullness of God and we can live in complete joy and happiness. 
you know, knowing that we are his. I want to read of the parable of the lost sheep, and maybe many of you guys have read this passage, but it's in Luke 15, 4 to 7. It says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Keep this in mind, losing one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who does not need to repent. So Jesus gives us this parable. You know, as a shepherd, even though they lose one sheep, they go after it. Why? Because they care for that one sheep, right? And so like for us, you know, we are one out of a billion people. That's not even counting thousands of years that the world has existed since Adam and Eve. Yet God cares about us, guys. Like he cares so much. You know, Jesus doesn't want to lose any one of us because we are his children, you know? And if you grew up, you know, not having good parents, I can understand that it's hard for you to understand that. But for those who do have parents that, you know, loved you and actually walked in the way that God intended parents to walk, you would understand that your parents care about you, even though you may have many siblings. Your parents love you. They don't want to lose you. And the same thing with God. You know, in scripture, he even calls himself father to us. He says, I am father, right? Father, God. And so the Lord calls himself father over us because he loves us. Isaiah 43, 1 says, but now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine, right? Even though that we, yes, we were created in our mother's womb, our ultimate creator is God, right? He created us. He knitted us together in our mother's womb. That's what Psalm 139 says. And because God created us, he like loves us so much. You know, now that I have a child, God's been giving me so much revelation of his love. Every time I see my baby girl, I'm just like, Lord, I can't believe my husband and I made this. You know, she was like crafted in my womb and I love her because she's mine, right? I know that I've made her and she's a part of me. And so same thing with the Lord. He created us, right? And he says, I have redeemed you. How did he redeem us? By sending Jesus, guys. We have to start remembering that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. If we didn't need Jesus, why would God send Jesus to die on the cross. You know, nowadays there's many people thinking there's many ways to get right relationship with God. Then why did God have to send his son to die? You know, like we had to be redeemed by a spotless lamb because we were so full of sin. Adam and Eve, like the moment they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it was it, they died. And the only person that could redeem humanity was God himself, which is why he sent Jesus, his own very being in the flesh. Right? He did this out of love. I have called you by my name. You are mine. Like He calls us his, guys. And so if you feel like no one notices you or if you feel like no one loves you, understand that God loves you. And if you don't understand that, I want to press in. Of course, you know, I pray that this message would give you revelation. But I, I encourage you in the, in the secret place, go ask the Lord yourself. Lord, give me a revelation of how much you love me. Give me a revelation about me being your child. Right? Asking the Lord for that pressing in. I, I wanted to read also Isaiah um, same chapter 43, but verses 6 and then 10 to 11. God says, I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. 
that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there are no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I love this because in this chapter here, you know, God is saying to the south, to the north, give my people back to me, right? He says, bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Because the reality is, like I said, you know, we were all born into sin, right? We were all born with wrong relationship with God because of what Adam and Eve did. So we were all born into sin. And so we are far from God. But when we accept our lives and, and, or when we accept Jesus into our lives and believe in him, we give we are having given the right to become children of God. John 1 12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, talking about Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, we've been adopted into his family. And I, I love, I'm just gonna go back into that passage that I read back in Isaiah 43. God says, You are my servant whom I have chosen. Like God has chosen us. Before me there is no God form, nor shall there be after me. I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior, right? God is our ultimate Savior, guys. He's the definition of love. If we are seeking for love, go to God. You know, I wrote the Single But in a Relationship with God book, and, you know, that book is obviously for singles, but even those who are married, it's a great book to know how to grow your relationship with God and to know how much He loves you, right? Like, we are the only one out of all the different religions. God is the only one that says, I love you, right? He is love. So get to know the Lord by reading scriptures, right? Get to know the Lord by spending time with him, by seeking, knocking. Isaiah 43, 24 to 25, God says, you have bought me no sweet cane with money, nor have you satisfied me with the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins. You have wearied me with your iniquities. I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Man, when I read, when the Lord took me to this passage, I was like, God, wow. You know, like we've burdened him with our sins, you know, and the Lord says here that he blots out our transgressions for his own sake. Why is it for his own sake that he blots out our transgressions? It's because of God's love for us. He loved us too much, right? Like it hurts God's heart when we are far from him. It hurts God's heart when we live a life bounded by sin and we refuse to walk in Jesus, right? It hurts his heart. You know, going back to before Jesus died on the cross, it was hurting the Lord's heart that we could never be his anymore, which is why he chose to send Jesus and to blot out our transgressions and sins by his blood. That's how much God loved us, right? When it says, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, God was saying for my own sake, I cleaned you up so that you could be with me, so that I could be fulfilled in my love for you. You know, God did this for his own sake because he loved us, guys. He chose to blot out our transgressions because he loves us. He longs to be with us. It aches the Lord's heart when we are far from him. And when I read this passage, I was just, man, like just so touched by the Lord. Like, God, you love me so much that you were willing to save me because you wanted to be with me. And understand that God is such a holy Lord. He's so holy. He can't tolerate sin. Yet he loved us more than the, than the stain in our sin, which is why he gave us Jesus. But we have to understand that if we don't actually get cleansed by the blood of Jesus, we don't live in him, we don't abide in him, we can't commune with God. It's not that he doesn't love us, but he can't because he's a holy God. But now God has given us Jesus, so we all have access to have right relationship with him. 
You know, God is inviting us to, to a marriage covenant, to be, you know, to be one with him, to be a part of his family. He calls us child. He calls us bride and wife. Right? So remember this. He blots out our transgressions for his own sake. And even when it says, you have burdened me with your sins, is burdening him because he loves us, guys. You know, like when you love someone and someone's doing wrong, like it burdens you because you care about, you can't stop thinking about them. It's because you care about them. Same thing with the Lord. He cares about us. You know, it was for God's own sake that he redeemed us so that he could have us. How beautiful is that? Psalm 136, one says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Even to just rejoice, like, you know, God's been also just highlighting his mercy to me. And I'm reminded, you know, when people do wrong to me, like I can extend mercy because God has extended mercy to me, you know, but let us give thanks by remembering what he's done, right? Give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. And why is he good? Because his mercies endures forever. When you read, I encourage you to read all of Psalm 136, but it's, it lists, you know, it talks all about his mercy for his mercy endures forever. It keeps repeating each verse. I'm going to read some of it here for you um, from verses four to 10. To him alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights, for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. So now I want to ask you a question, right? We just I just read to you verses 4 to 10. Why did God make the moon and star? Why did God create light? Why did God create the sun? Right? God created all these things for us, guys. Yes, it was for God's glory, right? That he struck Egypt, but he also wanted to be united with his people. He wanted himself to be glorified through his chosen ones. Right? All of these things, his mercy was extended for us. Right, so when we say, for his mercy endures forever, give thanks. Remember that his mercy was extended to you. Right, that God created the earth for us to dwell with him. Right, like everything is about, you know, like to the Lord, like we are everything to him. Right, we are everything to him. His great wonder is for us, the earth and the heavens. At the end of the day, I just want you all to remember that we are his. We are his. And to be called his is the greatest thing we could ever be called. It's the greatest thing we could ever have. It's the greatest title that we can have is I'm a child of God. You know, it's through God's mercy that we get to be reclaimed back as his children. It's just amazing. Like the almighty God calls us his. First Peter 2, 9 and 10 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So like what I was mentioning before, like before we didn't have mercy, but now we have mercy. And his mercy is meant to allow us to be called his. Now we are his people, his own special possession, right? His own special people. We are a chosen generation. And for those, you know, scripture says when we accept Jesus, we're now grafted in the descendants to be the descendants of Abraham. How beautiful is that? We now have received God's mercy to be his people. Hosea 1.10 says, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people. There it shall be said to them, 
you are sons of the living God. Right? Like God is saying, like, there was a time where, you know, we were not his people. But now you are sons of the living God. Guys, like we get to be sons and daughters of Jesus. It's amazing. Hosea 2.1 says, My people, and to your sisters, mercy is shown. You know, Hosea is another book too, just to see how much God loves us. Even though, you know, he, he tells Hosea to marry a promiscuous woman, Gomer, to resemble, you know, God with us, even though we were wrong, right? We were in sin. God still chose to marry us by giving us Jesus. Now we just have to accept that covenant. And how we accept that is by saying yes to his son, Jesus, and walking in his ways. So I pray that this message has blessed you all, that this opens your eyes to see that you are his, that when God, Jesus died on the cross, he died specifically for you, specifically for you, that you are his, that you're not unseen. People may not notice you. You know, you may be in a big church and maybe no one notices you, but God notices you. I pray as well that God will give you a greater fear of him, to see him rightly, to give, to have reverence for the Lord, to know that God is looking all throughout the earth. He's always with us. He lives inside us, in fact, those who accept him. So I pray that you would walk every single day with this revelation, knowing that you belong to the Almighty God. So I want to pray for you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for every single listener. I pray, Lord, that this message, God, that your word would be made alive in their hearts, that this would be made so real, God, that they would walk every single day, being so rooted and established in your love, so filled with your fullness of joy and peace and kindness, God. Lord, I feel like there are some that have just been struggling a lot with even loving others. God, I pray, Lord, that as you fill them with your love, that they could extend your love to others, God. That patience can flow out from a place where they know that they are so filled with love, that you've extended so much patience to them, that you've extended so much mercy to them, God. Lord, you even say to forgive others as you have forgiven us, God. So I pray, Lord, those who are maybe struggling with that, God, that you would just fill their hearts with your love, God. I pray, Lord, that those who are struggling with insecurity, that they would know that you call them perfect. Song of Solomon, God, that you say we are your perfect dove, that we are spotless, that you chose us because you love us and you value us, God. Let us live every single day knowing that we are loved and valued. So I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that this message has blessed you. If it has, please don't forget to share this. You never know who may be blessed. And please also prayfully consider partnering with our ministry or even giving a one-time donation. This helps us to sustain the team that we are wanting to build, right? So that we can continue to share the gospel, bring more resources out for you all, you know, and for me to give more time into studying the word. You know, there's so many things that come into play with living revelations. And so we could use all the help we can through pray, your, you know, your prayers and your financial giving. So you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. God bless you all. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.